Hey guys, thanks for tuning in again. Uh, we got an opportunity to be on 990WBOB.com last week. The following is our radio show as you would have heard it on the radio with no commercial breaks. So enjoy and tune in to 990WBOB.com to listen next time. We'll be back on with a regular podcast later this week. So enjoy the radio show. This is 990WBOB.com, the home of internet entertainment from Rhode Island. To the world, 990WBOB.com. 990WBOB.com is an independent free media outlet. Got me feeling like Pitbull up in this bitch. Dancing on my tiptoes up in this bitch. I'm awesome. Got me feeling like switching my name, Bob Awesome. Everything else be the same. Still risky biz for like 15 years. That's loyalty, kids. Wait a Shift my gears, new year, new me, new ID, too easy. If I only look like G Easy, what a stereotype. They stare at my WBOB990.com. Can't hear myself in the headphones yet, but there we are. Uh we are back again, Mo. Yep. How's it going? It's going. You're I'm, listening. Uh, I'm I'm doing alright. <laughs> you didn't You're ask, listening but... to the sweet sounds of risky business. That's uh Danny Treggio off their mixtape. They are at Risky Biz on Instagram. Uh, my name is Boston Beer Benny. I am at Boston Beer Benny on Instagram. To my left, radio right, co-host Mo Fortin. <laughs> I see you kind of lean that way to make it work because I'm kind of across from you, but I'm on your left. You exactly. Know? You're always on my left, however I face. Yep. You know what I mean? That's, so, how, that's how I stand. I'm on your left. So we are a left-hand man. weekly New England beer <laughs> podcast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, N-E-W-B-D, also on Facebook with the same uh, we'll run down the tap list here quick. We got a great show for you. We've been away for quite some time. Yep. Uh, tap list today. We start as always with what are you drinking and local releases. Uh, we have some adventures of the crew. A couple of fun segments for you. Vocabulary. Uh, we're going to do a segment on the Treehouse expansion. Uh, we call it Treehouse expansion update. V- very creatively <laughs> named segment. I love it. Uh, we'll end it with weird beer stuff and as always, Shelfer. Of the week. Shelfer so, of the week, correct. So we'll start the show off, Mo, as we always do, with what are you drinking? Uh, today we got some reciprocal in the glass, courtesy of Bissell Brothers. I think you're drinking uh, a little bit of the shelfer that Joe gave us downstairs. Yeah. Um, but we got some reciprocal, and we'll get to some craft root stuff, I think, later. I don't know if I should have said that, or if we're going to just tease that. No, nah, whatever. Yeah, uh, we're going to have some craft root stuff later. I have a quick question, Mo. What is your favorite Bissell brother? Ooh, uh, Pat, Dan, Mo. Joe. Oh, Mo. <laughs> it would be Mo. Mo Bissell, great. Yeah, Mo Bissell. All right, so we're going to get into the local releases segment of our show. We made it a little more interactive this week, so we're going to play a game called Drink, Age, or Trade. Mm. All right, Mo, I want you to suspend your uh, scientific knowledge of beer as far as aging yep. goes. You're allowed to age IPAs in this scenario. I, I fully plan on it because so, be in, ops- in some instances here, I'm not going to have a choice. And yeah. I've been big in the trade market lately, so I'm like good in – you know, what things are worth. So yeah. I feel like I got a good – I'm ready for this. Let's so, do it. <laughs> Suspend the disbelief. IPAs will be fresh when you open them. We'll start it okay. off in Canton, Mass., uh, or Fort Point in Boston, if, sure. you, if you'd rather do that. Trillium, uh, they put out three new beers since we've been away. This isn't particularly last week, but uh, The Streets, which was their fourth anniversary beer, 10 percenter. It's the same base beer as all their regular beers. They just have a different dry hopping schedule. Yep. Kind of adds some uniqueness to it. Uh, number two is the Tiny Chicken. Um, <laughs> I smell some hops as we speak. Yeah, a lot of hops. Uh, it's the Tiny Red Chicken uh, made with Galaxy and Amarillo. It's part of their Little Bird series. Yep, very which familiar. We'll talk about some summer drinks coming up here in 5.6%. And number three, Peanut Butter. PM Dawn, it's an American style with cold brew coffee, obviously flavored with ke- peanut butter. Mm. I don't know if that's malt or they added peanut butter to it. Hey, I don't know. 10.1% Mo, you got to play drink, age, or trade. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I like that setup. Um, I am going to drink Tiny Chicken because, mm. as you said, um, delightful. Yeah, that's a, just a delightful beer. Uh, lower percentage, you can kind of you can take a few more down. Great outside beer, great working in the yard type of beer. Um, I'm going to go with age the pm dawn even with the peanut butter i'm pretty sure that's an adjunct so i think they're adding some kind of extract in that okay. so i'm not a hundred percent sure um but they did do a peanut butter and jelly one too with like raspberry in it I remember that. and i know they put raspberries in the beer so i'm thinking they might have put some peanut butter in there okay i'm still gonna age it though because you know it's a 
to, to stout, so it has the best likelihood of aging well. Yeah. And then I'm going to trade the streets because I know in the streets, the streets actually does have some pretty good value, so you can get some stuff for that. Of course. We got to try it last year. Yep. Uh, if you remember, they had it in Kansas. Yeah, great. you said I went up there. I didn't even remember going up there. Yeah, I remember it well. I remember trying it for sure. <laughs> We'll go out to Monson, Mass., or I guess technically it's Charlton now, Yeah. Uh, for Treehouse, which we will do a segment on later in the show. Uh, three beers that they came out with since we were away. King Julius, kind of a once-in-a-lifetime double IPA. Hasn't come out in quite some time. They re-released it. Mm-hmm. It's a souped-up version of their Julius, which is their flagship IPA. Uh, they do. They had triple shot out this week, mm-hmm. uh, which is a triple version of their stout single shot. Yep. Very, very good beer. And Double Ganger, which is a double version of Doppelganger. I don't think it's a double version. Maybe a triple version. Yeah. Or some souped-up version. I think Doppelganger is a double in and of yeah. itself. Yeah. So and I think one of our favorite beers. Yes. So, Mo, I'll ask you again. Drink, age, trade. Okay. Another easy one. I'm going to drink the Doppelganger. A, because I've never drank it before. Okay. So, I've actually never had this beer. Yeah. So, that's, that's a no-brainer. Um, actually, I've never had any th- all three of these beers. But Double Ganger, I would definitely drink. Triple shot, I'm aging. Yeah. And then King Julius, I'm trading because you can oh, get. King's Ransom. Yeah, exactly. Any, no, literally intent. almost anything you want. I mean, for a four-pack, forget about it. But even for, like, one can, yeah. you're talking, like, you know, top-of-the-line whales. So I think that's a no-brainer. You trade King Julius. I actually saw a King Julius uh, up for sale for 150 bucks. Yeah. One yeah. can. One can. I don't know if it you sold have to pay for, for that. Shipping, right? Yeah, you did have to pay for <laughs> shipping, which was really weird. That's but a little outrageous. A little outrageous. I wouldn't pay that. We'll go north to Portland, Maine. Yes, Bissell Brothers, uh, the previously named. Uh, three beers came out this week or will in the coming weeks. Correct. Uh, one, Lux, great IPA. It's a rye IPA, I believe, mm-hmm. out of Bissell Brothers. You are correct. Two is Swish. It is their flagship beer, I would say. Yeah. Uh, their flagship beer, double IPA, yep. hazy, New England-y style beer. And three is their lager beer, which came out last year, I believe, yep. they had. And then they did, it's a Pilsner, yep. ironically. Uh, but it, it's a great old world style beer. And Mo, drink, age, or trade these three beers for me. Now, see, this one's a little harder for me because I, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't age any of these just because I would drink them because yeah. they're all great. Um, I'd say the lager beer is probably my drink beer. Okay. Um, again, uh, something a little lighter. I'm kind of yeah. in that mood right now. I'm looking for light things that I can kind of crush outside. So I'm going to drink the lager beer. I'm going to age the Lux because I can't really think of what else to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm tr- again, same reason. I'm trading the Swish. Trade value, man. Yeah. Um, you know, four-pack of Swish. Again, well, not a King's Ransom, but you can get a, a pretty handsome return on that. I've had Swish. A lot of people go up there waiting big, long lines yes. for that, and it's not my favorite beer that they do personally. I've had it. It's great, yeah. but I prefer Substance or I Lucky to that. Stub- Substance is phenomenal, and I know I Lucky is your jam. That's not really my that speed. Is. Lux my is probably my favorite beer that I've had from them. Okay. But Fair that's enough. me personally. And Swish is really good. I only had it on tap, though. Never had a can. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to, uh, I believe it's Haymarket, New Hampshire. Yep. You're right. the next brewery, Deciduous. Uh, they make great, great sours. They're just starting to get into the IPA game, too. Yeah. Pretty good distro as well. Uh, three beers that they have put out lately. Lollipop Forest, which is a sour with milk sugar, fruited with raspberries. Mm. Sounds delicious. The color is insane, if you can see this on Instagram. Uh, number two is Gleam. It's their Berliner Weiss with passion fruit and raspberries. Number three, an IPA from them called Bale. You can find this on shelves. Pretty readily available. I am. I'm drinking the lollipop forest. Okay. Um, that I just. I have to try that. Yeah, because that sounds you've seen so much. Yep. And yeah, it's pretty highly acclaimed on online. And with the milk sugar in there, I bet that's going to be like super, super tart. So I'm like, I'm really into that one. I'd love to try that. I will um, age uh, the bale, I guess. Okay. Again, I, I don't really know which one to age here. Yeah. I mean, you could age, I guess, the gleam. All right, let's age the gleam because yeah. I've had that before. So let's sit that. Sit that in a cellar somewhere, and then I'll I'll trade bail. Yeah, I'll trade, trade a shelfer. Stark shelfer trade from yeah. across. Yeah, the maybe like somewhere. a shelfer shelfer. Yeah, somewhere. I've been trading don't. with a guy in Maryland, just shelfer beer. It's actually a pretty good exchange. Yeah. You get a lot of beers you've never seen of, never seen or heard of before. Got to develop a relationship yeah. in the trades, you know. It's like twelve dollars in beer. I'm just sending it down to him, and he seems pretty cool with it. One of our favorite unsung heroes out in Chelsea, Massachusetts, uh, Mystic Brewing. They make a ton of cool, funky beers. Came out with three beers. These are. Uh, Newer beers for them, 
except for one of them, but we'll get into that. Number one, Macchiato. It's a collab with George Hal Coffee out there. 10.5% stout. They said it tastes like milk chocolate and creamy caramel. That sounds Does that good. sound any good? Or? Yeah, no. it sounds good. It sounds solid. Number two, a beer from them, Social Dynamite, double tri-hop, double IPA with Nugget and Amarillo. Didn't even know Nugget was a hop. Yeah, Trogues, Nugget Nectar. Wow. Heck. I thought that was just Nugget because it was a hop nah, nugget. Nah, well, it's because they used the hop nugget. Well, there you, you go. And number three is Table Beer, a staple for them. Great beer. They have it in cans now. Mm-hmm. It's what they call an everyday Saison, 4.3%. Mo, last question I'm going to ask you today, drink <laughs> age trait. I don't believe you. Uh, the macchiato, I'm aging. That seems kind of obvious again to me. I'm going to drink the table beer, and then I'm going to trade the social dynamite because I'm going to bank on the fact that people are intrigued on this nugget hop as you just were exactly. and maybe are willing to pay a premium for it. Nice. Wow. I, I've seen a ton of beers now with nugget in the name. Did not know that was a hop. That's pro- I, I mean, that's probably why. Yeah, that was uh, the other one that really very naive. Th- the one that other the other hop that really throws people for a, a loop is uh, I forget how you say it. it's Huel Melon. Okay, but there's no melon. There's no melon flavor to it at all. No, but the hop name is Huel Melon. It's kind of like John Cougar Melon Camp. Exactly, yeah. and he has no melon. <laughs> He's no relation to melon no. at all. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Uh, this is a very important week, guys, for brewery visits because it's the week before Memorial Day. You do not want to go to a brewery on Memorial Day weekend. You don't don't do it. it. Trust me on this. You don't do it. So stock up this week. Maybe go to the liquor store, grab some shelfers that we advise from you. And as always, we'll give you a tip when it comes shelf of the week. Absolutely. We'll Um, point you in the right direction, but just don't do it. A couple things I wanted to get into here, Mo, before we go to break. We have uh, some summer beer drinks coming up. I've been looking more into this. We're looking for refreshing drinks coming up with summer. Sure. IPAs are always great. Double IPAs, a little heavy in the sun. True. Sessions, a uh, little light for too many people. But some international drinks uh, that beer drinkers have across seas, mostly in Germany. Uh, you may have heard of a couple of these. Let me know if you have. Shandy, it's lemonade and beer. I'm sure yep. you've seen some of that. Lime the and Kugel cool Shandy. would be the one. Yep. Uh, a Radler, which is lemon soda and beer. Boulevard makes a couple Rattlers. Okay, great, great. Uh, Alster, which is orange soda and beer. Not familiar with that term. And a diesel, which is cola and beer. That, I'm not going to lie. That one sounds terrible. <laughs> Those other three, I'd be like, all right, I could you know, I could maybe mess with that. But that last one, cola and beer, I mean, that just sounds terrible. These aren't just a splash of, of soda either. These are a full, just about a 50-50 mix. Um, a lot of golfers, uh, I'm a big golfer, yeah. across seas in, in Europe drink Shandy's post-round. It's like a very yeah, refreshing drink. Th- I mean, that's drink. fine. Sure. Um, if you had to rank these, Mo, and where you would like to try them, yeah. I'm not saying you have to enjoy oh, well, any good. of them, but if you could rank these from one to four, Shandy, Rattler, Alster, and Diesel, please. All right, I'll hit you with it. Diesel, four. All that right. sounds terrible. Yeah, I Alster that. with orange soda, not feeling it. That's three. The Rattler's going to be two, and Shandy's number one. Because I can see Shandy being kind of refreshing. Yeah, I mean, Shandy, obviously, is a pretty popular beer. Rattler's becoming more and more mm-hmm. popular because you get the added carb. Yep. Um, but we have a great show for you coming up. Again, we have Adventures of the Crew coming up next. We let you know what Mo and Booyah. I have been doing, why we've been away for so long. Yep. Treehouse expansion update. Uh, weird beer stuff. Vocabulary. Shelf for the week. Just Stay the best tuned. show. You're listening to 990WBOB.com. Noobed Tap Takeover. La 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 la. WBOB.com. This is Noob Tap Takeover. That is Levitate by Risky Biz. Again, they do all our intro music, including our customized intro for the podcast. I find them in at Risky Biz Music online on Instagram. And we have come to a segment, Very Fun Mo, Adventures of the Crew. I love this. Uh, the reason, this is so much fun. <laughs> the reason why we've been away for so long, we obviously like to expand our horizons, try new breweries. And check out different things. So of course. Mo has some adventures for you today. I have an adventure that we went on recently. This is kind of what we've been like in the life of a brewery goer, if you will. 
Uh, so, Mo, why don't you start it off with your adventure? Uh, so my first one was uh, Newport Craft Beer Festival. Um, I was lucky enough to reach out to them and get uh, some passes, courtesy of being on this station. So shout out to 990WBOE.com. A great radio station. Yep. Uh, so just being affiliated with them. Um, so this was at the Great Friends Meeting House uh, of the Newport Historical Society, downtown Newport, Rhode Island. Couldn't have been a better venue. Couldn't have been a better day. Yeah. Uh, we had some 60s weather. This was April 28th. So, you know, you're not guaranteed good weather. Yeah. Um, you couldn't come. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, I'm always um, away, you know. Yep. So I brought uh, I brought our friend uh, Tay Jamasia, yeah. and uh, we we hit the town, and we had a blast. We went to Poor Judgment for some food beforehand. Had a toppling Goliath and some shades on, which mm. was pretty cool. Delightful. Um, then we went there and we were blessed with some really cool breweries. Um, just to shout out a few, um, Newport craft brewing was there. They're like one of the sponsors. They make the Newport storm. That's like their, you know, their signature. Yeah. They uh, were on uh, the franchise a couple weeks ago. Yep. Yep. Uh, they made a beer called road rage that they brought there. That was really good. Double IPA, uh, ragged Island was there. Uh, Coddington was there. Our boy, Josh from Coddington. Yeah. Noob group. Shout yep. out. He had Facebook. a bunch, he had a bunch of, uh, very interesting styles. Some like Doppelbox and things like that. Okay. Really like just things that you don't normally see at beer fest, which was really cool. Uh, Shades On was there, again, with their, like, kind of funky variety of things. Old world stuff. Yep. Um, And then you had Crooked Current there. Uh, Really cool. They brought a a white stout. Um, They actually won Best Brewery for the second year in a row. Great. So when you go there, they give you, like, this little wristlet. Like, they always, you know, they card you. They give you a thing to make sure you're 21. And it's got, like, a little tab that you pull off of it. And you put your tab in whoever's bucket is the best brewery. So last year, Crooked Current won. And this year, again, Crooked Current won. Although I will say, and I, you know, somebody close to the, close to the festival told me it was actually a very close race, and the the team that finished second, the brewery that finished second rather, was Canned Heat. Oh no, kidding! Yep, I our buddies in Fall River made their debut. Um, they brought a few IPAs there. They brought Hop Hop Boogie. Okay. I feel like I was gonna m- just murder that name over a microphone. So it's Hop Boogie. Uh, they brought Supper. Right. Which was really cool. And they brought a coconut brown ale, which was actually really good. If you're into coconut, it was definitely a cool beer. Um, they had a real cool buzz around their around their booth. People were interested. People wanted to know more about them. Uh, so very excited for them. Um, one other brewery I will mention that was there, uh, Sons of Liberty. Didn't okay. even know they brewed beer because yeah, I'm, I'm just ignorant to this, I guess. Okay. They made a mango Berliner Weiss that was phenomenal, one of my favorite beers of the show. But if I had to pick a favorite brewery, I, I honestly would have given it to Canned Heat. Um, even though Crooked Current, I mean, that white stout was very interesting. Um, it was just a little odd for me. I don't, I don't know. Like, I couldn't wrap my mind around a white stout. Well, and they, I, will, uh, they will be on the show in the future, hopefully, Canned I Heat. I hope so. We will have an interview with them yep. coming up. Uh, congratulations to Brewmaster Nicole Pelletier of Crooked Current. Uh, for brewing that white stout and uh, making some other <laughs> amazing beers. Um, my adventure, Mo, to, to switch over to yeah, me. Yeah, go for while it. While you were at the Newport Craft Beer Where'd Festival. Where'd you go? I went to Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. Awesome. Uh, did some walk-in, seeing the sights. Uh, but on the beer note, the reason why I went, and I reached out to some people in the New, New England Craft Connection group. I always do for places to eat, maybe some beers to look for, some bars to drink at. Uh, number one suggestion was Church Key. Um, the Church Key Bar, it was world-renowned. It was an amazing place. Uh, unbelievable tap list, even more unbelievable bottle list. I got to try Yellow Belly Stout, which is from Omnipolo, a collab. That's awesome. Um, one of the world's best stouts ranked. That's a whale right there. Yeah, it's a peanut butter and biscuit stout, not flavored with peanuts or biscuits, which is kind of amazing. Really, really great beer, and I'm happy I got to try it. Second place I went beer-related was on Sunday. There was a Capitals hockey game on. There was a uh, Nationals baseball game on. We went over to the Blue Jacket Brewery, uh, <laughs> and we tried some of their beers. They have great stuff. They make a lot of Old World styles, some Pilsners, some Hell's uh, Lagers, some Keller beers. Um, we had a couple of cask beers as well, some extra bitters. Oh, interesting. Uh, some IPA, sour IPA, so a good mix of things. Uh, really, really cool place. I, I showed you pictures. Uh, you can check them out online, too. Blue Jacket uh, DC, I believe, is yep. the BlueJacketDC.com. And also their uh, Instagram handle. Really, really cool place. Clean, amazing place. It's a Navy Yard in, in Washington, D.C. 
Uh, the two things these places have in common is their director of beer is Greg Engart. Uh, he is the director of beer for the Neighborhood Restaurant Group. This guy, if you ever look up his resume, is absolutely amazing. Uh, in 2010, he was Sommelier of the Year. He was the first what? beer professional to win that award. Damn. Um, he was nominated for the James Beer Award in 2012 for Outstanding Wine and Spirits Professional. I mean, really? that, that's like unbelievable This is a beer stuff. guy that's a sommelier. Yeah, in, in a beer group. He was wow. the first guy ever to win that, that award. And looking at his beer fest and his bottle list, it, it's unbelievable. Damn. Uh, so ch- check out him if you get a chance. And shout out to Wayne Genesee from uh, New England Craft connection for tips uh genesis i think it's not genesis yeah i had that in the brain but shout out to wayne yeah he gave me some tips of the places to go he recommended church key he recommended a couple places nice. that i went to eat and uh, it's really helpful when you reach out to a group going to a part of the country you've never been to uh trying to get a place to eat so uh, absolutely mo you had one more adventure for us if you can cram it in here yeah uh, you no. went up to where was it portland maine i did i went to portland maine a place you're very familiar with so don't act like you don't know where i went <laughs> How do you spill pork? You're sandbagging me right now. Um, so I went to Bissell Brothers, obviously. We took the little one. It was the first family vacation. Uh, so we wanted to kind of see how she would uh, she would react to going up to somewhere far from home. Yeah. So we went to Bissell Brothers. We went to Good Fire. Um, really, awesome cool, really cool spot. Um, had some of their trichomes. Uh, special, well, it wasn't a special release. It was a release that they had like a week or two before I went. Okay. Uh, but they actually had some left over. So we were at a goat petting zoo. This is actually what we have in our glass right now is the trichomes. We were at a goat petting zoo, and I reached out to the brewery through Instagram, and I said, can you hold some trichomes for me? Because they said they had, like, three cases left, and I was like, I'm going to get screwed here, and I'm not going to get any. And she was like, yeah, we'll hold some you know, we'll hold some for you. And I ended up getting three four-packs of it, so I was pretty gassed about that. Nice. We went to Liquid Riot for lunch, really cool spot, tons, yeah. of, tons of cool beer. Maybe the, the favorite spot of the trip, though, I mean, for, for my wife anyways, was Four River. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As you know, they make the they that. make the raspberry preble. That was uh, her favorite beer, and is one of her favorite beers I think that she's ever had. Super tart, super fruity, uh, really cool spot. Like really like kind of weird tap room. It's just kind of like a blank canvas. Okay. It's a bunch of artwork on the walls from a local artist, and they're you know selling his or her stuff. I don't even remember if it was a guy or a girl, but very like very laid back. Like people are there just playing cards, like just hanging out. There was only 10 or 15 people there when we went. There was a beer. They do all of those beer buses yeah, that go yeah, around yeah. to like all the breweries. We caught Great a cu- idea if it's your first fantastic time in the city idea. Um, we we caught a couple of those both at Bissell and uh, and at Four River. So I mean, just a really cool town. I, I say town, but it's really a city. Um, we went to Holy Donut, got some donuts. Uh, we went to Navari Res yeah. for a Belgian beer fest they were having. Must go to which was so cool. Like to have some of those beers. Like I've never even seen heard of like i don't even know half the stuff that i drank i i checked it all in the untapped so check out my untapped moses malone yeah. um but just some really cool beers and you're not going to find a better bottle list tap list in portland yeah anyways that's pretty much the go-to spot so we had to go there we did have a baby freak out while we were there so we kind of <laughs> had to cut that short but we also did have a crab rangoon grilled cheese which oh, was man. out of this world. That it was does so sound good. Amazing. Yeah, so Portland, good. one of the best beer cities in New England. Absolutely. Uh, so many small and niche breweries in that vicinity, 25 or so in that city. Um, and that's why those beer buses, if it's your first time in the city, it's a, a really great idea. They'll hit some of the big dogs Allagash, Foundation, Austin Street, Battery Steel. They'll take you over to Oxbow. Um, there's so many good meteries, too, if that's what you're into. It, it's kind of a niche thing. Couple good distilleries as well. Great, great city for an adult weekend. Three day weekend is really what I like to do um, in Portland. See, I would love to spend more time there. Yeah, I, I feel like a like a weekend. Like I mean, we were only there Saturday, Sunday. It would have been cool if we had Friday too. Yeah, like that would have been really big to have Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But I feel like that like I've never spent more than three days there because we did do a Friday, Saturday, Sunday once. Um, but I would love to do like a five day there. Like I could see like a Monday through Friday or even like wrap into the weekend, like a Wednesday to Monday or something like that. Yeah. That, there's be, like a lot of expensive. stuff to do. Oh yeah. That'd be expensive. But Dude, it's not cheap to go on a beer trip anywhere, yeah, but, but Portland, it, I mean, I spent $500 in beer alone. It would be easy for you to find things to do in Portland. And, uh, I have a small quick adventure I'd like to sneak do in it. while we're on the uh, female brewer kick. Yeah, let's do it. Um, uh, I'd like to shout out craft roots brewing. I went there. Uh, in Milton, Mass., 
Uh, went there this past weekend or maybe a weekend ago before. The head brewmaster is uh, Maureen Fabry. Yep. Uh, she's does some excellent, excellent stuff. I mean, the IPAs are so unbelievably good. We got a chance to try, um, I forgot what the... Hop Mantra. Hop Mantra. Uh, I have the IPA times two here tonight that we're going to crack open next. Yep, that'll be the next uh, beer. Really good, earthy, very hoppy, very... Uh, well done and clean beers. Really, really good stuff. Can oh. I break some news to you? Yeah, go ahead. So I emailed her. Okay. I didn't tell you this. Oh, boy. I emailed her, and she responded to me, and she's open to possibly coming on the show at some point. See, I love that. I knew I knew it was fate. It was fate right there. She seems cool. I mean, she <laughs> talked to me. She was like, yeah, we'd be interested. Let us know. Uh, so. Well, we have a great show still. Hopefully you've felt informed next we do our treehouse expansion update we'll end it with vocabulary uh vocab brewery weird beer stuff and as always show for the week you're listening to noob tap takeover on 990 wbob.com Tap Takeover 990WBOB.com. That is Are We Gonna Stay Up from Risky Biz. Uh, Bob Awesome. These are some catchy tunes here. Yeah. I haven't even heard these. Check them out on Spotify, on iTunes. Nobody has. They're brand new. You know, I got that connect. So Nice. Uh, hit them up on Instagram as well, at Risky Biz Music. Mo, it's time to get into the Treehouse expansion update. I've been this, waiting for this. This news is taking the beer world by storm, uh, especially if you are a Treehouse fan. I know it is a popular thing now in some of the groups to not be a Treehouse fan, mm. but I can Kinda tell like you... Kind of anti-fan boy. Yeah, I can tell you pretty definitively that you're wrong if you're not a Treehouse fan. Yep, you are. Uh, so There's very but, few things I will definitively say, like, you are wrong. There's no <laughs> debate. If you yeah. don't like Treehouse beer, then just get out of here. I, yeah. I, don't, I, don't need to, I don't need to talk to you anymore. Uh, we can talk about the semantics about that after, but uh, <laughs> if you haven't been to the new Treehouse facility, it's an amazing place. It's kind of like a beer amusement park. We talk about it all the time. Currently sits on 70 acres of mostly undisturbed private land, which abuts a natural sanctuary. Uh, so we have, they released a blog post with a little bit of uh, their construction ideas for their vision for the future. Mo's going to read a little excerpt here, and we'll bounce kind of back and forth what this means for their facility and some of their goals going forward as well. So their statement reads, This summer, pending local approvals, we will begin constructing a roughly 16,000 square foot expansion to our retail shop and brewery. This will include a number of open pagodas with beautiful landscaping and natural aesthetics to blend with our surroundings. They're building a second bar, roughly twice the size of the existing bar, that will service customers both inside and out during the spring, summer, and fall months and provide a second option for pints. This is going to be huge when we hunker down in the winter. This will also increase the potential for servicing growlers during slower weekday hours. Big time. So they finally get to the growlers Big that they've been time. talking about for a while. Almost 2,000 square feet of new indoor mezzanine will be constructed in the existing brewery, bringing you, the guest, into virtual contact with the brewing space. We love this idea. That's awesome. Like basically taking you on a tour of the brewery, which yeah. is fantastic. The new can sale area will be above the canning line, so you'll be able to take in the beautiful sights, sounds, smells of the fresh beer coming off the treehouse line in a uniquely intimate experience that blurs the line between retail and the production floor. That, I love the wording of that. That line is, that's brilliant. It gives me goosebumps. That's like brilliant. The, the hair is standing up on my arm. <laughs> that really is a, a poetic and, and brilliant line. That shows how smart these guys actually are. A number of important considerations, however, went into the design of the new space. Chief among them is a relocating can sales to a new location at the far end of the expansion. Yeah. So that area where you come in now to get cans, they're going to push that to the back. Which yeah, they want you to sense. walk all the way through the building. Yeah, well, and they'll probably shove merch down your throat, shove product down your throat. Which they should. Yeah, absolutely. This will enable us to route guests around the outdoor pavilion 
where we'll construct the timber awning to protect from the elements. I love this part. Should align form. <laughs> Get out of here that's with optimistic. your should align form. Yeah, that's very optimistic. There will be no line at Treehouse. Yeah, okay. Uh, the new can sale area will be about twice as large as the existing can sale area, allowing our can packers to assist you with greater speed and efficiency. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, this this excerpt, uh, if you go on their blog, it's at treehousebrew.com. You can check out their blog post here. Yep. It's unbelievably worded and, and real written. Uh, <laughs> real written or well written? Well, well written. <laughs> Jason Wynn. Exactly, retired. R.I.P. <laughs> Um, a couple of things that this expansion will do for the customer and uh, Mo and I, my, ourselves. Yes. Uh, one, it's going to allow them to hope, hopefully offer, offer drafts during all open hours, which is big. Huge. Right now, uh, sometimes they get overwhelmed during certain hours and they don't allow drafts and they do just can sales. This hopefully eliminates that. Yep. Two, uh, they're actually constructing a private function room capable of hosting several events several days out of the week very cool if you want to do a new podcast there you can do it you want to do ben's 35th birthday party you can do it uh i hope you're listening honey that's what i want to do <laughs> number three father's day man day number whatever. three that i saw man day great idea fantastic uh it's designed with a large glass wall they said that's going to blur the line between nature uh that sits beside a serene and private indoor space which is kind of Amazing. Cool. They want to. They want you to be inside and sheltered from the elements, the temperature. But also feel like you're but outside. Feel like you're outside, and that's, that's like clever. a big thing that they've done with the Curiosity series. They, if you read about the cannot at all, it's all about family vacations and yep. being outdoors and being outdoorsy. Really, really cool by them, and they're kind of sticking to their roots and just getting to what it is. Um, that's cool. Mo, you had a couple of thoughts on this. Yeah. Well. So what this is also going to do for them is it's going to make room, and I think this is very important, make room for a large and new open public space roughly twice the size of the existing retail shop. Yeah, so that's one of the, huge. One of the things that I don't like about Treehouse is when you walk in there and you get in your cans and stuff, and there's just people everywhere. And I'm fine with that, but it's like elbow to elbow with people, and you're waiting a half hour in line for your pint. So this is going to alleviate that problem. Yeah. They've carved out three miles of trail on the property, to uh, either walk or kind of bike through awesome. like through the countryside, kind of do your, you know, do your tree viewing, your bird watching, all mm -hmm. that stuff. So I mean that's cool. Like they're going outside again, getting you, you know, out into nature. Yeah. Um, and then they're also going to be obviously. I think this this should go without saying, but I guess it doesn't because I'm saying it. They're making a large upgrade to the parking capacity. Huge. So that's a big, I, big deal. I actually thought they had a bunch of parking. Like, yeah. I thought that parking was pretty good considering, but for a brewery like that, it's just not enough. Yeah. Well, when they want people to spend the whole day there on, yeah. on biking and hiking trails and spend the family there. You're going to be you using have to have a ton of parking spots. Yeah. I mean, you could even see with this plan somebody going to Treehouse without drinking a beer. Yeah. Which would be insane, but it could happen. Yep. I mean, realistically. And I mean, honestly, probably will. A couple other goals they have that they stated in this article. Uh they're really important. Uh, well, they find it really important to be sustainable uh, and responsible partners to the community. So they're trying to always reduce their environmental impact. They know this expansion is going to increase their energy costs, but they have listed on their website they committed uh, to use 40% of their electricity needs with on-site renewable technology within two years, and they hope to have 100% of their electricity needs taken care of within five years of on-site renewable energy, which is kind of amazing. That's very impressive. Uh, and they're also a leader in the clean water systems part of, uh, which was a, a big thing when they yeah. moved facilities. Everyone was saying that the different water was making their beer taste different. Uh, they only use about three gallons of water per gallon of beer, which is kind of impressive too. Uh, something they hope to continue to improve. And the last thing, the most important thing for the customer, the listener to the show the beer drinker out there, and the hater on the uh, all the beer groups, they are uh, committed to making new beers. They promise, quote, a flurry of new draft and exclusives and packaged offers as far as new beer goes on their blog. And see, them saying that is, is awesome to me because I feel like they've actually been adding some, yeah. some not a lot. 
Yeah. I mean, they've definitely, I feel like they've slowed down a little bit as far as adding new stuff, but they've been doing it here and there. On their blog, they list a number of the new beers that they've come out with, the different bright variants, yep. the King Julius, the Triple Shot, yep. all the beers that they went back to and tried to remake the recipe. Yep. Um, but that's been a huge complaint. I've seen, I, I remember a specific quote in one of the beer groups where a person said that they will not go back until they make King Julius or... Yep. Uh, good morning or juice machine the, or something. and That's the problem, though, and I think this is why they didn't do it right away is because taking a recipe, I, I don't know exactly what their brewing um, capacity was at, and, in Monson, but I, I'm guessing it's a little bit less than it is in Charlton. I wouldn't, but let's yeah. just throw out numbers. Let's say it's 10 barrels to 100 barrels. You know, I, I don't know if that's right, but okay. you know, brewing something at 10 barrels – it's not just taking the recipe and multiplying everything by 10 to make 100 barrels. Like, there's a lot of things that can go wrong with that beer. And to mess up 100 barrels of beer, yeah. that's huge. And they don't want to mess up King Julius and dump it down the drain. Yeah, so they really wanted to make sure that they had things kind of dialed in and they knew what they were doing. And they understood the water chemistry, and you know, which is one of the biggest things, just being able to purify the water to the same level that you had before. Um, so apparently they've got it dialed in and they've they've got it figured out to the point where they can come out with stuff like that, which is wicked exciting. Yeah, and those beers aren't aren't cost effective to make. I mean, I know people no. are crazy about the prices, but they they don't make a ton of margin on those. Believe it or not, double dry hopping beer is not cheap. I no, mean, it's I don't not. pretend to be a brewer, but uh, you can listen to the franchise if you want to get a brewer's <laughs> opinion. But I, in in my opinion, and what I've heard, double dry having a beer is not a cost-effective thing. No, it's not at all. Because you're basically wasting not you're not wasting the hops, but yeah. you're not using them as as the hop god intended. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the hop god. Right. Um, so that is it for our treehouse expansion. Uh, we'll go into a quick vocabulary word, Mo. Yeah, let's I've do been it. excited to get this. I've had this on my plate for quite some time. Um, the vocabulary word, I may not be pronouncing this right. Again, not a brewer. You're fine. You're Just listen to the perfectly. franchise uh, for your brewing information from a, an actual brewer. Morgan's going to crucify you over this pronunciation. <laughs> uh, it is isoamyl acetate. I think I said that right. I think you just crushed that. I, I'm pretty sure I crushed that. Did you that. just black out? I, I think I did. So isoamyl acetate. Uh, it's the taste of liquid bubblegum or Skittles when you drink a beer. So first time you open a beer... Sometimes you can smell it, a super fruity flavor off the top. That is the isoamyl acetate. Uh, it's found in every beer, uh, but when it, when it becomes the prominent flavor, that's when you really have a problem. Uh, so when beer is made, as everybody knows, again, not a brewer, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the yeast eats the sugar and it produces alcohol and carbonation. We all know that. That's pretty uh, self-explanatory. But it also produces other uh, compounds in the chemical process, and they create flavor complexity. Too much of that flavor leaves you with the bubblegum flavor. Sometimes it tastes like bananas based on your palate. Hmm. It can also taste like Skittles, something that basically relates to you, a sugary flavor. Um, and the isoamyl acetate present in all beers, it usually adds that fruitiness to the hop that you get. Um, Interesting. But it should not dominate your uh, your palate. And if we have time, Mo, I'd like to go into another vocabulary. Yeah, word. do it, man. Is that okay yeah, if with you? you? Have, if you're schooling the people here right now, let's just run with it. Yeah, sure. Uh, a process that is not cheap that we talked about before, Ooh. double dry hopping. Nice. You'll see this on a lot of beers. DDH, uh, it's very popular on all trillion beers. Almost every beer you see out there now, it's probably one of the easiest ways to make a beer taste good. Yeah. Um. So dry hopping is the addition of hops late in the brewing process to increase the hop aroma of a finished beer. The key here with the dry hopping is it doesn't significantly significantly affect the bitterness. Correct. Um, so it gets you that fruity note of the hop that we just talked about. Yep. They kind of go hand in hand. And the dry hops are added to the wort in the kettle or the whirlpool or the hop back. Again, this is all technical beer speak. Right. That you should listen to the franchise. <laughs> Joe Farrow. <laughs> Morgan, um, and uh, it can be added primary or during the sec uh, during the primary or secondary fermentation or even later in the process. If that's uh, something that floats your boat. Yep. Uh, a couple beers that might have this that you'd see on the shelf nationwide would be Stone, uh, the Doubleicious Double IPA, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Ruin Ten IPA. They have uh, double dry hopping in that. Wormtown Be Hoppy. Uh, you think of any off the top of your head? I mean, Trillium always comes out with a uh, 
Stony Creek has double feathers. Uh, yeah. dou oh, double ruffled. Double ruffled. I believe yeah. that's a DDH beer. Um, as far as shelfers, I mean, you've named probably a few of the most prominent one, prominent ones. Um, I can't think of any others off the top of my head, but those are uh, those are some staples if you're interested in diving into that style of beer or learning more about it. Yeah, I mean, you'll you'll be able to find the double dry hot beer anytime you want on the shelf. You just got to look at the can, yeah. and now you know what you're looking at. Uh, again, Treehouse will come out with a bunch of double dry hot beers too. So when you're heading oh, up there to check out this new facility this summer, uh, any tips for the goers to Treehouse? I, I know uh, basically on weekends the, the deal is they kind of open at noon. I, yep. When I've gone and been successful at getting what I want to get, I've gotten there by like 8:30 a.m. Yeah, I know it's a little bit of a wait, uh, but, but you don't mind that. No, I mean I I don't mind. I'm there all day anyway. It's an all-day experience. If I had to give one or two tips, I would say first, as of right now, anyways, uh, Friday is probably the best day to go. Yeah, um, you get the most beers and the least amount of chance that something runs out. Yeah. They don't usually run out of like two beers on a Friday, like. They usually have like a five beer lineup and you know, you'll probably be able to get everything as long as you, you get there before close. Saturday, you know, they, they run out of stuff. They don't can anything extra. Yeah. Which, you know, they'll have two or three beers left over. And obviously Saturday's the most convenient day to go for a lot of people. Um, I know not everybody can work Friday into their work schedules, but Friday is definitely the best day to go. And if you don't want to wait at all, I would say go on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, well, those are some tips. That's our treehouse expansion. A couple of vocabulary words to arm you when you go to the liquor store. When you come back, uh, we're going to have some weird beer stuff, something that you might want to wear to a beer festival, and also some shelfers of the week that we can arm you with to be ready for Memorial Day weekend. 990WBOB.com, Noob Tap Takeover. Estimate that if I rap for 20 years, I'm bouncing, probably going to counseling, or I might just stick around a bit on my bar verse time shit. You can send Jimmy to the nineties. WBOB 990. This is They Ain't Woke. Uh, I'm sorry, 990WBOB.com. That is always my fault. I make that mistake every year. This is uh, They Ain't Woke by Bob Awesome. Um, check them out at Risky Bits Music. We've been playing their stuff every intro and outro. If you've been paying attention, check them out on Instagram. Hopefully you have been paying yeah. attention. <laughs> you can find our podcast if you want a weekly version on iTunes, N-E-W-B-D. On iTunes, we are prevalent. It's obviously New England Weekly Beer Discussion. Obviously. Everybody knows that that's what that stands for. Correct. Uh, we have a great weird beer stuff for you that Mo is going to bring to you. Kind of blurs the line, if to use some treehouse verbiage, mm. between sneakerhead and beerhead. Hophead. Hophead would have been better. I should have said hophead. Yeah, you've messed up. Sneakerhead <laughs> and hophead. <laughs> so uh, I think we've all been a little, we'll say under the weather I've never after done that. a few beverages. Okay. And you may or may not have emitted some all right, fine. We've all thrown up on ourselves at some point in life. True. Um, Adidas kind of came out with a way to kind of get around that a little bit. So they came out with these shoes, actually. They came out with them for Oktoberfest um, of, of 2017. Um, they're called the Munchen Oktoberfest shoes. Clever name. I mean, I don't know what that means. Um, but they are beer-resistant and throw-up-resistant shoes. There's said to be a nod to the true spirit of Oktoberfest. Yeah, which, which is drink till you puke. Obviously, <laughs> is drink till you puke. So they have embroidered leather that's inspired by Lederhosen. Okay. Or Leder Lederhosen Lederhosen. Uh, I'm not sure. We got a German guy. We I got a German translator German. on. <laughs> I don't speak no German. German translator on today. That's all right. Um, so the shoe replace uh, replaces the stitch Munchen with the customary toast of Prost. Along the side. It's like a real German thing. Yeah. Pros, real German yeah. thing. That's the common pros. Yeah. So a very durable coating, uh, water resistant, 
It's an essential part of any beer festival aficionado's wardrobe. Of course. How much are these going to run me? I was just going to ask you, Ben, what would you pay for them? <laughs> what would I pay for them? I mean, for they're a pair of sneakers. They, I mean, they look, honestly... At this point in my life, I'm not paying a ton because I'm not getting to this state. No, I'm going to 20, Marshall's and getting like a $30 pair of shoes. 21 Oh, you boys <laughs> paying a dime for these. But buck 50 Buck Dude, 50 I'm paying? They start at 240 so you better step up your game. No, I'm 21. I barely have a job at No, they start at 240 You can get these shoes up to 500 Oh, my God. I don't know God. if that's with, like, extra things. I I don't know if they, like, come with beer. Extra puke-proof? Maybe, like, an additional <laughs> layer of puke-proof. I get you. But, yeah, they start at 240 so start with that. They were marketing them specifically, obviously, for Oktoberfest, but also for Great American Beer Festival nice. because another beer festival where... Got him. Puking on yourself is the norm. It's accepted. It's, it's accepted in the beer community. They're fine with it. Uh, you can puke on yourself. Just don't drive. They actually even reference them as, quote, an obvious upgrade from your normal festival flip-flops. That's true. Plus, That's true. they'll match any pretzel necklace perfectly. <laughs> That's great. Now, I'm not even lying about this. Good like, this for is Adidas. Actually, like, uh, you can check out those shoes. We'll post them on the noob group, the noob uh, Facebook group. N-E-W-B-D. They look New just like regular Adidas discussion. shoes, though. That's a thing. But like. they're puke-proof. You never know when you're going to encounter a puddle of puke. Uh, so we will go over to the <laughs> shelf of the week. We'll end it as always. Again, this is a very important episode uh, because Memorial Day is coming up. You do not want to go a whole weekend without beer. And um, you do not want to go to a brewery on Memorial Day weekend unless you are an absolute savage with puke-proof shoes, and you probably <laughs> need elbow and knee pads and a helmet to fight the crowds. Uh, but I will start it off, Mo, if you don't mind. No, go for it. My show for the week this week is from Founders, which is out of Michigan. They make some great beer, some big burly stouts. But today, I'm going lighter. I'm going to a watermelon goza that they have called Green Zebra. Ooh, if I've seen this. Never bought it, though. If you follow them on Instagram, they've been hyping this up pretty big because yep. they haven't brought it back. Uh, they brought it back again this year. 4.6%. Again, watermelon goza. I had it last year. Um, it's not as sweet as you would think. There's no real artificial watermelon taste. It has that salty, briny taste that a great goza really has. Okay. And you can kind of crush them uh, from sunup till sundown, which you'll need to do on Memorial Day weekend. Um, 4.6%, so it's not going to put you into the puke-proof shoe category. Okay. I can appreciate uh, that. And I haven't had this year's batch, to be fair. But last year's batch was dynamite, and I, I would get it again. I, I'm recommending Green Zebra uh, from Founders. You can find it on shelves anywhere. Founders is pretty prevalent. Nice. I, I've seen that around before. I just never actually pulled the trigger on it. Yeah, you got to try it out. What I you got? I have a beer uh, from Brandon, Vermont. Okay. I believe you're familiar with this brewery. Yeah. Uh, Foley Brothers. I love Foley Brothers. Not traditionally a beer that we acknowledge as a shelfer. Never. Because you don't see it a whole lot. Mm -hmm. You can find this beer, though, because I just did at a liquor store in New Bedford. Uh, it's called Skeleton Crew. Okay. Uh, it's an imperial double IPA. It's 8.5%, so you know a little bit of a kicker. Nice. 100 IBUs, so it's kind of scaled up on the hops. It's a 4-1-2 on untapped, which you know I appreciate. Maybe even more telling is that it's a 4-4-4 among my friends. So that means my friends that like it. That's pretty big. That's pretty big. So, I mean, this was, a, this was a pretty creamy IPA. It was definitely hop forward. No question, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. A little bit of bitterness to it, but it had a great, like, great creamy color, like great hazy color, but it still had, like, a good hop backbone. No. Uh, Definitely, I should have brought one tonight, but, you know, we had so many beers to get through. Um, but I have a couple left. I actually included a couple in a trade. And again, Mo, follow-up question. Which is your favorite Foley brother? Foley brother would be William. All right, Willem Foley. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I got you with that oh, one. You did. You sure did. Did not expect that. And again, <laughs> we want to leave you um, this weekend with a pro shelter tip. Uh, this These come few and far between. But holiday weekends, guys, yep. do not be stupid, Okay. You're going to be drinking some craft heat out there with friends who also drink craft heat. But there's also going to be that one guy at the party that doesn't drink the heat. Yeah, we've talked about this off air before. Yeah. And he's going to come to you and say, hey, Ben, you got one of those craft beers? Hey, Mo, you got one of those craft beers? Yep. And you know what I'm going to, I'm going to do? I'm, just, I'm going to look him dead in the face. I'll say, you know what? I got just the thing. And I'm going to pull a shelf for the week out of my cooler. 
that I've laid on top. We've of talked course. about this. Yep, you got to have you a couple. You layer them on top that way in case any outside intruder goes into your cooler and grabs it. He doesn't grab the good stuff. You got and you hit him, chuck it right off his forehead. Center of the forehead, <laughs> center mass. <laughs> you had center mass on the forehead. You don't want him drinking your good stuff that no. you fought in line to drink uh, with people that will appreciate it. And yeah. not that they won't appreciate it. I don't want to put anybody in a category. Maybe you're a generous guy. Yeah. I'm not There's that. a fine line, though, between being generous and just, like, you know, giving away your stash. So I try to kind of, like, walk that line. Yeah. You know, I give away a beer or two here and there. But, you know, if you're hitting me up can consistently, you, you're going to get some Wormtown. Yeah. And gonna, it, let, me, uh, <laughs> let me show you Castle Island. <laughs> let me show you how good Castle Island can be. Yeah. You and, know? Uh, there's always that time when you've opened a, a, a great bottle that you've been saving. And you've poured a glass for somebody, and they make that face when they first drink uh, it. Like, you want to punch them. It's not, it's not great. Like, oh, it's just not – sour's just not my thing. Okay, then why would you ask for it? Or that guy that just comes out of nowhere, like, oh, what are you guys drinking? You're yeah. like, oh, I have to pour you some of this now. Yeah, but. that's a pro tip. And, yeah. you know, beer heads be listening to this show, that's for you. That's a defense play. Yeah, yeah. You know, people take Krav Maga to learn how to defend <laughs> themselves. This is this is shelf of the week, Krav Maga. Mo, you got any shout-outs before we sign off? Yeah, I got to shout-out my boy Chris Sharp from uh, Stony Creek Brewery. Hey there, Sharpie. I am pretty sure he's listening to this podcast, uh, to this radio show, rather. So shout-out to him. Uh, he's doing great things with Stony Creek. And I uh, just want to say hello. Hey, uh, pull the trigger. Pull the trigger, Chris. Hey, return the favor. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> this is Noob Tap Takeover. Again, find us on iTunes, the new podcast where weekly. Uh, hope you had a great show. Yeah, I had a great show. I feel like I did great. Noob Tap Takeover 990 WBOB.com. See See you next time.